guys, it's RJ, your favorite podcast host, and with me is a special guest. Hi, I'm Steve from 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar podcast. And I'm Joe from Like My Pedals. And I'm Will, and we got a little special treat for you today. Will? Do tell, do tell. If you're into Star Trek, it's a treat. We'd like to thank Steve for being with us yet again. Hey! He's, He's not a permanent fixture, but close enough. I mean, if you guys riot, I'm sure he'll join. I mean, I, I try to do what I can. Uh, we've been talking about doing some episodes for a while. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to break away from that fam bam and, and do some work. That's right. Yeah. A.K.A. his family's out of town. So this is the only way we were yeah. able to get him. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make us feel special like you took time away from your family. They were fucking gone, Steve. You're just like, fuck it. I'm a basically a single dude on a Friday night. What I'm going to do, I'm going to fucking go over to RJ's and talk fucking Star Trek for three hours. Damn straight. Let's do it. You just right. made me sound really lame. So That was the point, <laughs> dipshit. I know. If you would have went anywhere other than RJ's and talked about Star Trek, you could have been cool. All right. Damn. So here's what we got going on. Here's what we got going on today, guys. All right. This All right. is a uh, something that the four of us have recently become... Rather infatuated with, at least I'm well, speaking well, for the myself. Three of you, since I actually been watching it for over two years. Okay, Joe's better than us as usual. As usual, uh, I read the books. I had to better. talk you into watching this because you guys watched the like, show. They're gonna, better. Uh, my guitar cost eleven billion dollars. <laughs> I also got anyway. matching pants. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery. If you're a sci-fi fan, specifically a Star Trek fan. You got to check it out. And if you haven't watched it, pause this, go watch it, and then come back. Because guess what? Spoiler alert for season one. And I'm so drunk at this point that it might be a possible season two. Have you finished, RJ, have you finished season two? I've, I've only gotten like halfway there. Okay. I, so it's funny is, so I, I watched Disco on RJ's account and then I, I finished season two. God damn it. That means you fucked me up. So I'm going to go back and like, look at what episode was I on again? At some point, I, at some point legit, I was like. Your wait. family really was gone, huh? You yeah, just for <laughs> a whole week. I watched the entirety <laughs> I watched the entirety of Discovery in two weeks, both nice. seasons. Nice. I was watching like three episodes a night. <laughs> nice. And sometimes a couple episodes in the morning. So, this Star Trek, this installment of this wonderful franchise that means so much to so many, is quite possibly some of the best fucking television I've ever seen in my life. Best science fiction That's television. That's a bold statement. Uh, it is bold, but I truly is feel it that bold? way. You think it's bold, man? I think it's bold. Okay, when he corrected and said sci-fi, yes. Best television? It's great television, but there is better television. I mean, There's I, more iconic okay. television. And you know what? Maybe it would have a bigger cultural impact. If it was on an actual station and not 100% fucking hundred percent agree. If it wasn't behind fucking CB all, CBS All Access paid subscription, I think it and even the Twilight Zone might be doing better or sure. might be doing uh, worse. I don't, I don't disagree with that, but like, is sci-fi 
like what sci-fi i guess westworld what other sci-fi is happening that's not even even westworld to an extent is behind a paywall yeah it is is anybody doing like high level serialized science fiction that's not behind a paywall his original statement wasn't just sci-fi no i know i know i know that's that's Um, that's the only caveat disco probably isn't like the best television happening like is is star trek discovery better than like altered carbon is it better than black mirror i don't know maybe i don't like black mirror so i would say yes yeah here's the here's the big problem the big problem is it's behind a paywall of a program that nobody uses Sure. Yeah, if it was yeah. on Netflix, it would do gangbusters. Yeah. If, if it was, was on, on HBO, Hulu, if it was on anything would... other than CBS All Access. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, because, absolutely. Let's be real. Why did you get CBS All Access? To watch Discovery. That's to watch the only Discovery. reason that I got it. And well, so, I, like, I didn't. I got, I got the piratebay.org. I got it from RJ. Yeah, he got Who got it for me? So none of you except for Will pay for CBS All Access. No, I pay no. for it. No. no, RJ's paying, man. I never I'm paying I, for it. I never saw that thumb drive. No, he never <laughs> the thumb drive is sitting in my house. I decided to do a 7 week. Steve is still trying to get more out of the empty rum bottle. Jesus Christ, this was a bad idea. Where is all the rum gone? <laughs> Anyways, no, I I actually paid for this. Um just because I'm a firm believer, if you want to support something, you really should pay for the service. Just like with HBO, yes, I do pay for that service. I pay the shit ton of money for HBO. Yeah. And I pay even more for Sunday Ticket to watch a shitty-ass team lose it. Yeah, because you're a Dolphins fan. I know. It's like the hardest life ever. Anyways, back to the original point. I think Star Trek Discovery is pretty fucking great. And I cannot wait to dive a little bit deeper into this foray of Discovery. So, that being said, I want to get the biggest thing and arguably the biggest difference out of Star Trek Discovery. It's completely serialized. Yeah, it's it's not anthology. It's completely at all. serialized. Yeah, that that was That's a, true. So I mean, we all talked about it last episode about the different like our introduction and the different series uh, that we got introduced to. Um, that was the hardest thing for me personally to adjust to with Discovery. Not only is it serialized, but it's very I in my opinion, it's very single character focused. So it's not Yes, it's very different. And it's not on a captain. Yeah. Um, so you think about like any other Star Trek program, like you have these standard, like, okay, TNG, you have certain episodes where, where uh, Jean-Luc Picard is not actually in the episode at all. You know, every series, like DS9, there are episodes without Avery Brooks, Voyager, ENT, TOS, whatever. There are episodes where you have very minimal, if at all, like the captain or like certain characters where they just kind of disappear for an episode. Mm-hmm. And discovery, yeah, they're usually directing that episode. Yeah, and if that's true, <laughs> Discovery is all about the Michael Burnham, Michael, the character of Michael Burnham. Yeah, and I find it fascinating. Of course, you do. What's that fucking supposed to mean? You know what it means. Oh. oh. Damn. oh. 
Michael burn him. Oh God. <laughs> I'd love me some Michael Burnham. Anyways. Anyway. No, but I I think it's honestly though. I it's taking a page out of arguably modern television. One of the biggest series of the past ten years would be arguably Breaking Bad. And Twilight. And Game of Thrones. I'm talking about single character driven. Twilight. Oh, single character. Breaking Bad would definitely be one of them. And Twilight. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, you... Dexter. Dexter. I mean, arguably even Sopranos. It's Why an ensemble guys, cast, but let's keep it real with everything. It's also mainly just one character driven, and I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a stylized change, and it took me like three or like maybe three or four episodes to adjust to it. Mm. Um, but especially because you you're watching Voyager as we speak, right? That's, you're kind of true. Yeah. So like that's like a night and day fucking difference. It's it's not a one eighty out, but it was definitely an adjustment. And once I adjusted to the discovery style and understood what was going on, like it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really, it wasn't even adjusting to the serializedness. It was adjusting to the single character focus for me. Okay. Because, because even in like deep space nine, you have serialized episodes. Sure. Just like the X files, you have serialized yeah, episodes. Well, it's like we talked about it last episode, like DS nine has the, uh, like the Dominion War, which is off and on for several seasons, mm-hmm. you know. But Discovery is just bam, 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 bam. It's back to back to back to back. It's like arguably a, a movie. Yeah. You know, could, especially the first two episodes were could well, yeah, they, they actually good. released those as a movie in the beginning. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. they yeah. released those release. in theaters uh, as a movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which I can, with that scale, I can see how that would actually go over really well. Right. So are we all on the same page that, like, Discovery is, like, Star Trek is back, and it's back in a big way? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, Discovery and, is In a, a huge great... way, a, a, a appeal to the masses. Like, yeah. if this show was not behind a fucking paywall, Or at least a would... bigger paywall. Or yeah, like, or, or, or like a bigger brand was behind it. <laughs> this would be fucking great. People, I it's, think, would really get into it. It's Star Trek for people who aren't used to Star Trek. Absolutely. And to point that out, I've got my girlfriend hooked on it. Yeah, she's so not good. seen any other Trek? No. Okay. No, other than the movies. That When I say the movies, I'm talking about J.J. Abrams. Sure. And she didn't give a shit about those, but she did see them. They're kind of no. weird. Eh, whatever. I, she's probably mad tar- Chris Hemsworth yeah. died, too. <laughs> um, but no. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is dreamy. That's not her type. Anyway. I mean, um, I'm not into dudes, but if I was. I mean, I agree with Joe. So Uh, all of us here are into Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, except for RJ's girl. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. (laughs) Um, How's your wife feel, Will? About Chris Hemsworth. Uh, She would leave me in a moment. Yeah, it, it's 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 quite obvious that RJ's girl is not into Chris Hemsworth. Damn, what the Damn, fuck? Damn, son, that's, that's throwing just, shade. Just saying. Anyways, no, actually, she's more into like the Keanu Reeves. She would leave me in a heartbeat for Keanu Reeves. 
dude. That's on the list, by the way. I'm Anyways. 100% heterosexual, and I would probably leave me for Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to now let's 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 go a little bit deeper here. How do we feel about the character Michael Burnham? I uh, hated Sonequa Martin-Green in Walking Dead, so I'm so happy she's in this show and playing an amazing character. Now, who was she in Walking Dead? Was she... she was Sasha. She was Sasha. Sasha, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. See, I haven't seen Walking Dead. It's this garbage. Disco- Discovery was actually my first exposure to Sonequa Martin-Green. As okay. me, me as well, because I'm with you. I only watched like the first Doug, season of... Actually, Doug Jones... Uh, who plays Mr. Saru? Doug Jones uh, in Hellboy, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell, D- Hellboy, fantastic. And let's be real, he's literally the same same character as uh, Abraham. Yeah. So, <laughs> so to throw this out, like Doug Jones in Discovery, I I got like halfway through season one when I realized that his the way that he walks. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Specific to Miss, where he's like chest out, yeah. arms behind his torso. Yeah. Like when I, when I realized that he was doing that, I was like, oh my god! Like Doug Jones is isn't just playing Mister Saru. Like he is owning Saru. Dude, well, so if you notice, also Doug he's wearing Jones, dude. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones is Jones. the best, probably. The absolute best actor to ever be put in prosthetics. Like, yeah, no, I think. Well, it's not just prosthetics because, like, he he does he does CGI, he does everything, and I I know um, I can't remember his name offhand. The guy who did Gollum, uh, uh, Circus, Andy Circus, Andy Circus. Yeah, he he's the one who's gotten all the accolades for mocap, but I actually think head to head, Doug Jones is. Um, the the different the characters that he's played in mocap is better than what Andy Serkis has done. The difference is that Andy Serkis, because he did it in Lord of the Rings, has propelled him to the top. He, like Gollum, the Gollum Smeagol mm-hmm. uh, character for Andy Serkis put him on a pedestal that that just can't be broken. But when you think about Doug Jones, even for pop culture. Where you're really only looking at Doug Jones in Hellboy, Doug Jones in Pan's Labyrinth. Hocus Pocus. Hocus. Oh well, that I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you're going way back. Who was there. he in Hocus Pocus? Are you for real? You're talking about the guy who plays Saru, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, he also has the the shoes he wears in Discovery help him with that walk oh, too. Oh wow, though. dude, he was like Billy. Yeah, he heels. was Billy. I didn't notice those heels, and again, I actually didn't notice those heels until season two. He was also the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four. Yes, right. he was. I've never, I, I never, I never noticed. Never I mean, I, I don't want to take away from Andy Serkis as an actor because Andy Serkis is a really great actor. Absolutely. But in terms of mocap and in terms of like aliens, Doug Jones is the alien for our generation. Yeah. Yeah. What was no, it? The, I, I was telling you guys something the other day. He was in that. I was, I was watching. And I was like, oh shit, that's uh, Doug Jones. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, that his, his portrayal of of Saru is top notch. I would, I you know, at the I, I, I we you know we talked about this a, a little bit, and we don't want to get too much into season two. Um, but if if they just did a spinoff at the end of season two, 
which I guess would be season three, that just focused on Saru. That'd be <laughs> like, great. With Doug Jones, I would watch that. Um, by the way, did you figure out who he is in Hocus Pocus, dude? Yep, absolutely. Okay. I would assume I've never seen him without Billy the makeup. Billy, Billy yeah. Bit- Butcherson yeah. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. I almost said Butcherson. Butcherson. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the cast for this is, is for Discovery. Impeccable. Sonequa Martin-Jones, I'd never been exposed to, but but Michelle Yeoh, obviously. Yeah. Um, Jason Isaacs came out of nowhere. The one problem I have with Jason Isaacs is I literally, before I started watching Discovery, maybe two or three weeks before I had finished binging the OA. Have any of you guys watched the OA? On Man, it? I couldn't I've get down with that. the OA. That was, they put me to sleep. The OA is a slow roll. But uh, Jason Isaacs in the OA is basically um, Captain Lorca. He's like almost the exact same character. Mm. Um, but it was fine. Like, uh, you know, Jason Isaacs, my only other exposure to him was the Patriot. Mm. <laughs> but he was really good in Discovery. Can we talk about uh, Sarek for a little bit? Dude, Sarek you... was dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James... Finn? Oh, uh, I, I don't. Frain? I, I never looked. He into, was in like True Blood. He's been in a couple things. I never looked into who he was. Um, they actually got a couple cast members. They got um, who plays the Doctor in season one? That's oh, uh, Anthony Rapp. No, Anthony Rapp's husband. No, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you're um, talking about Hugh Hugh Colbert. Um, yeah, Hugh Colbert. I don't know his. But name. Anthony Rapp is Stamets. Yeah, um, Anthony Rapp is Stamets. His husband is the dude from My So Called um, Life. Yes. Wilson Cruz. Yes. Wilson Holy Cruz. Holy shit, right. dude! I knew yeah. I, I was trying to figure out where I'd seen that guy. Okay. I feel like Anthony Rapp and Wilson Cruz are the gay couple of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Um, I want to actually. I want to touch on characters that are in other series. So let's talk about Spock. What else is he? Oh, like in terms of other Star Trek. Uh, other Star Trek characters that have been recasted. Was adult Spock in, in Discovery, though? He's in season two. He's in season two? Yeah. Oh. But, but he's, 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 young, he's young adults. He's YA Spock. <laughs> <laughs> he's like children's Spock. He's like Y. No, he's, he's like a, y he's a baby Spock. Spock. No. And let's talk about how uh, Michael Burnham lost that baby fat because <laughs> she's. A young kid in that show, she's kind of thick, and then she becomes like not so fat. I mean, she's a kid, man. Who, when I was when I was twelve, baby fat. When I That's was when I was twelve, uh, I was four foot nine, or no, I was like five foot one. And I went to my grandparents. I was five foot one, uh, like one hundred and twenty pounds, and I went to my grandparents for two weeks. And in two weeks, I literally gained 15 pounds because all I did was slam Peach Calder mm-hmm. for two weeks. And then I came home and lost it all. What about I Rain? Was, I, was uh, opposite. I was always skinny, and then I got fat. What about Rain Wilson? Dude. Oh, yeah. Mud. Rain Wilson's mud. Oh, it's so good. So good. That, that time loop episode? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Where yeah. he was just like, Dude. yeah, I've killed you like a hundred times and I'm going to kill you a hundred more times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, He's hoping, like, I'm getting bored of this now. I'm hoping, and like I said, don't don't spoil it for me, please, but I'm hoping he makes multiple returns. Because he, he, one of my favorite villains from the the uh, Next Generation was the Moriarty character. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
And I'm I'm kind of hoping this guy reappears throughout the series because that that man, what a fucking fantastic villain! Well, like so was, that was that was one that was kind of like when I first I forgot about I knew about him in the in like when Discovery was first released, and then I forgot between when that timeline was or that time point was, and when I actually watched it, when I saw him pop up again, and he was like, "Oh, I'm Mud, like I'm you know Harry Mud." Um, I was like, oh right, and and so there there are a handful of characters from Discovery that you know just kind of pop up again in uh, in TOS. Yes, there's quite a few, especially when you start and, in season, season two. two. Oh yeah, <laughs> Will would hurry the fuck up. Sorry, yeah. man. Excuse me. Anyways, um, let's talk about character design. I want to talk about. The Vulcans, and or not the Vulcans, uh, the, Klingons. the Klingons. Sorry. Yeah. Been, well, basically, they just don't have hair. How do you feel about the Klingon design? Don't like it. I actually I didn't like it at first, but now I like it. I don't like it, and I still don't, but I accept it as what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm with I'm with RJ on this. You know, and I don't know. Is this like a weird? How do I project? sci-fi versus you know Terran whatever the fuck we call ourselves here on earth uh, American racism where I want my Klingons to be black people because I mean and, and I don't I, I so you say don't that, like you don't like Vogue <laughs> well you know again I say I say that as a joke but even like the the JG verse the JG first Klingons were weird to me. I now um, those those are by far my I hate them the most. You know I don't know yeah. how ENT I I haven't seen ENT which we we talked about before so I don't know how if Klingons were even on that. Not really. They they um, weren't. They T- were not. TOS Klingons I just you know accept as white dudes in blackface. <laughs> Pretty much um, yeah. Which is also kind of like from a historical context is kind of awful. Come on, man. They changed the eyebrows. Um, so, it, it, you know, from a, from a sci-fi person, and we kind of touched on this a little bit in the last episode, is, you know, how much retconning can you get away with? Like, which is retroactive. Which is retroactive. You know, retcon is retroactive uh, continuity, which actually my biggest beef across Star Trek universes is uh, that Chekhov is like 10 years older in the JJ-verse than he is in Prime-verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but JJ Verse doesn't have anything to do with Prime, so that's why I, I don't count it. It just it's it's completely different, right? I mean, it's so, the equivalent of a mirror. I th- I universe. think overall, um, Disco did a good job with shoving their universe into the Prime universe. I think it fits. From what I've been able to tell, it feels like it fits really well. I love. Oh God, I'm I'm bleeding. Season how, two. Will, how much season two have you watched? No. Zero. Oh, okay. Uh, but at the end of season one, you do see the Enterprise come up. You do right. see the Enterprise come up at the end of season one. So they bleed over some... some uh, TOS. I would say they bleed over the pilot of TOS into mm-hmm. season two. Which is awesome. And I thought that, yeah, yeah, the way they did that was really, really good. Yeah. Side note, guys. Side note, guys. Um, we're all going to watch season two. We'll do another episode. We'll get Steve back on if he's willing if I can, if he can, um, and because we'll Anson Mount it. is a is an amazing Pike. Yeah, I thought Anson Mount did great as Pike. I love yeah. him as Pike. Well, it, which is a weird thing to say for a character who literally in the in 
in TOS. Was in one episode. Is in two episodes, two, one yeah. of which he's just a totally, uh, completely, 100% handicapped dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what is in, in, in JJ-verse, too. But maybe if you watch season two, you'll figure out why he's handicapped. Yeah, which that was a, like, okay, anyway, um, yeah. going going back to season back to one. season one. Um, how much of a like a mind fuck was it when you realized they were in a mirror universe? Like, okay, so when they do all the all jumps, right. let me and then let me just say that shit. I bought that hook, line, and sinker. Okay, that was. I had one such a hard time not ruining that for you. I know. Dude. Thank you for not because I like I totally and I one hundred percent did not fucking see that coming. I, I had read somewhere because I had, you know, I things pop up and I, I'm one of these people who, for the most part, does not avoid spoilers uh, for things that I'm, I know I'm not going to see. So, like, for example, Avengers Endgame, uh, I mm-hmm. knew like that was not a movie I was going to see in theater. So, I'm not going to dodge spoilers until it comes out on Netflix. So, I'm just going to, you know, as soon as spoilers start coming up, I'm going to read them. You know, um, so I knew in this case that that Lorca had some kind of tie to the mirror universe, but I didn't know what it was. I just Dude, knew man. like I so so as soon as Lorca was introduced as a character, I was like, he's like there's something wrong with that guy, but I, but I don't exactly know what it is. My dumbass was just like, hey, this guy's great. This is yeah. my favorite okay, fucking so captain ever. Here's what I will say about. Lorca and just the overall story arc of season one. What made this great for me is when you first introduced Lorca, I'm like, dude, something's fucking wrong with that guy. He's clearly a bad guy. He's got to be a bad guy, right? He's got to be a bad guy. And then as the season progresses, you get, um, you get so caught up with, um, Shazad Latif, whatever the fucking yeah. yeah yeah, you get so caught up in his story. Um, Ash Tyler, Lieutenant Tyler, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, Lieutenant Tyler. You get so caught up with Lieutenant Tyler's story that when they go back and reveal the 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 mirror universe and Lorca thing, my mind was blown. Even though I knew that there was something wrong with him, but I had forgotten because I got so caught up in the Tyler thing yeah. that I had just accepted that at this point. Oh. Maybe Lorca's actually just an overall fucking good guy. Right. And if, well, and he and has if you no watch ulterior back now, motives. If you watch back with the knowledge that he's from Mary Universe, there's so many dead giveaways. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely, for me personally, like, there were moments in Lorca where I was like, oh, this is just, again, doing a TNG callback. Like, Lorca is like the Discovery version of Captain Jellico if they did an arc. Or it, Jellico is the is the guy who takes over for for Picard in Chain of Command in the Chain of Command series in TNG, where literally like all he does is institute a uh, I think it's I forget if it's a three or four watch system and tells Troy to put on a fucking yeah. proper uniform. Yep. And you're like, and the in in the in the context of TNG, you're supposed to hate him because he obeys the rules. And well, the, more or less, it's because he's a dick about obeying the rules. Sure, but Lorca is also like kind of a dick, but but he like Lorca's dick about rules. breaking he the does, rules. He does what the fuck he wants. Well, he does yeah. what the fuck he wants, but he's also in the context of like, 
oh, I'm going to do whatever I want because we got to win this war. Yeah, so he, you're he like, throws it all on that. And so if you buy into the idea that, like, well, Starfleet principles, we got to put those to the side because we got to beat the Klingons, then all of a sudden Lorca just becomes a rogue instead of just a, a mere universe. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. And let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about when you see that black badge, and you're like, "What the hell is That's that?" That's season two, dipshit. No, black badge is season one. When she first comes onto Discovery, when they're carrying her in as a prisoner, she looks over and sees the black badges on the people in the in the uh, yeah. There were the a couple black badges. Oh, were there I, I section thirty ones? And then they go. It, it goes to black alert, and you're like, "What the fuck is a black alert?" And then all of a sudden, the sh- ship like powers up a spore drive. This- Can I say the the episode, the horror? I would say, arguably, say horror episode when they find, um, what's the name of the fucking beast? Come on, guys. I'm sorry. I'm tardigrade. The tardigrade. The tardigrade. Oh, like the ripper. Yeah, the ripper. Like. Can we just? I I appreciated the horror elements of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that I, cool. I really and feel that's like not that's been. I don't feel like that's really been done like that in a Star Trek episode. No. Yeah, you felt that sense of danger. Well, I, you know, Absolutely. and I feel like that that is one hundred percent because it's behind the paywall, and I think that's a definite plus. You get you know Tilly saying fuck and violence. I mean, and but stuff CBS that I feel like put that on Hulu or Netflix or yeah, because they have a, they still own a huge chunk of Hulu. They could have put it anywhere else. Does C, does CBS have a chunk in Hulu? Most of the companies. Well, why the, the fuck Fox would they does. when they're trying to? I mean, it's a trend, dude. Like all I, I, these yeah, companies Hulu's are starting Fox, their I'm own. Sure. All these companies are, are doing their own. Yeah, streaming service. The problem with CBS All Access is no one wants to watch How I Met Your Mother anymore. And Big Bang Theory's oh. terrible shows. How I Met Your Mother's great. Fuck you. Um, let's talk about... I wish I had a Harry time, Harry Mud time device so I can go back and cancel How I Met Your Mother before it started. <laughs> you know, well, you can only go back for like an hour, dude. You know, I just got to keep gotta, going back until I finally figure out how to stop it from starting. I got to say another thing that this uh, show does in, in a way that I don't think most have done. In a sense, I feel like it's definitely does a good job giving a somewhat, I guess you could say origin story to the Klingons. Yeah. yeah. And I can yeah, appreciate that's that. That's true. It, it really does. It, it, it's fascinating to me. Cause like that was some of the be- better parts of the show for me. All right. Digging into the lore. Uh, Klingons in the original series were not ridged Klingons. Uh, yeah. Um, do you think right. that should have been addressed in Discovery? Because all, the, pretty much all of the Klingons in Discovery were ridged Klingons. That's something that should have been first done in like TNG. They should have like figured, oh, now the Klingons have ridges. So why do they have ridges all of a sudden? Um, yeah, I because of Q. <laughs> I forget. Well, I forget where it was addressed, but it had to do with like at some point the Klingons get a hold of the. Um, like the the eugenics virus or whatever yeah. that had to do in like Wrath of Khan, and so they produced like a whole bunch of of like warriors that were like humanoid esque because of that, and they didn't have ridges, and that's where like all of those came from. And then eventually they purge it, which a bunch like there were three captain Klingon captains in um, 
TOS that end up coming back in uh, Deep Space Nine and they have ridges in Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Um, I guess my question or my thing with that is could they maybe address it with they could kind of go over it with maybe a Tyler situation. A what? Uh, Ash Tyler situation. Where they put the Klingon into the human body. Could they, could could that be a way to shoehorn into well, that, except that the, the TOS situation? Again, not to spoil season two, but you see kind of where that goes and, and that... Yeah, I don't know if that really works. Yeah, we'll see. Also, um, this is probably another one of these greatest discovery things, but do Klingons have two dicks? Yeah. Yes. They clearly made it sound like they have two dicks. And it did. Well, in the uh, what the last episode when they're on the when they're on Kronos and the dude's pissing up against the wall. Yeah. There's like three streams. Yeah. Like, wait, wait. how did I never know this before? You guys don't have three streams. <laughs> <laughs> you just need some antibiotics, Steve. It'll and like okay. the second one, how did he he hang out with her? He doesn't even have the right equipment. Now I I do know that uh, that art confused it, the fuck out of me. Season two. All right, well, it's hard not to talk about season two. Um, let's go back. How do we? F- oh, God damn it, that's season two as well. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. No, I'm good. Um, I like um, I like the uh, the mirror, Giorgio. Dude, mirror she's Giorgio badass. Is badass. Yeah, she's a Emperor Giorgio, mm-hmm. and yeah. that that the Chiron, the ship she's on, that's a bad ship too, with a big like. Um, you know what it reminds me of? Thing? Did any of you guys watch Stargate SG One? Not the Stargate the <laughs> yeah. movie, but SG One. Yep, it totally reminded me of fucking the ships in that show. Yeah, I, I can see that. Because it's pyramid-esque. Right. And shit. Or the scene where, like, they they take the Discovery out for a test run to see what they can do in battle, and they're just, like, popping up, firing, popping up, firing, popping up, firing. Like, that's that's just an amazing. Like, that, that ship can do that. Um, yeah, that's who, why the Tardigrade died, dude. Yeah. Well, he didn't die. That's why he dehydrated. Well, yeah. Yeah. Then they put him in space, yeah. and he came back to life and took off. Yeah. Which, okay, 200 years, like, we already know that tardigrades are, like, very hardy. Like, why is it 200 years from our current time point? Anyone sur- surprised that if you tax the, like, life cycle of a tardigrade, that it's going to just be like, nah, peace out, I'm good. Well, I mean, Steve's getting all sciencey. So, uh, okay. Where, Jesus Christ, here we go. Are the tardigrades. Mentioned anywhere else? Flex that universe. biology degree, bro. Not in like the Star Trek universe, but tardigrades are like a real. That's a real biological yeah. Or- organism. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They're also Jesus mentioned Christ. in Avengers Endgame. So, like tardigrades are like or Ant Man. Tardigrades are a microorganism mm-hmm. that literally, like science, like NASA has shot into space and just like taken them and like put them into like dead space. And, and then they're taking, okay. And they're fine. Like, like they're yeah. the hardiest known uh, organism in in like 
on Earth. No. Hmm. We're like literally like they've taken them and like lit them on fire and done a and they like light them on fire and then they freeze them and they do all this other crazy stuff. And they're fine. And all they do is like if they're in a bad place, they just go into like dormancy phase. Yeah. So the so like no one on Discovery should have been surprised, like, oh, we've spore jumped too many times this dark tardigrade is tired he's gonna take a nap now yeah see that makes that yeah that, i wish i didn't know that because that just but what's weird is a continuity they, they thing call them uh, what do they call them space bears yeah something like that <laughs> but the the ship part is like the tardigrade which is this indestructible species basically dies from jumping but stamets can do it all he wants Oh, they're called water bears. No, so the water reason the, the way they get around that is the reason why is because the tardigrade is not a willing participant. Yeah. Stamets is a willing to well, participate. And, and even Stamets can't do it as much as he wants because yeah. you know, you do right. see at the end of season one that like yeah, that, is, that is also taking a toll on his body, on his on his brain, where at, you know that puts him into a coma mm-hmm. to do it too many times without any kind of and even without like the recovery like at some point they're just like without necessarily showing the battles episode after episode it's implied that like discovery is like bouncing around using the spore drive and stamets is more and more like having taking psychological damage that Can- he is getting closer and closer to a, a full uh, psychological like schizophrenic break and then finally he has a full disassociative break where he's in and out of a coma for the rest of season one yeah so can we also talk about um, just one thing that kind of annoyed me maybe is <laughs> when Lorca is fucking the admiral who's like the psychologist yeah how does she not know that that's not her Lorca? I feel like if you've been with somebody intimate like that, it's like fucking their twin. You should know. I mean, I don't know, man. If it's good, like maybe you just ignore all those problems. Yeah, laid it down. <laughs> she's like, I never got such good D in my life. What happened? And I mean, the war changed. You know, it depends you. on how much time had elapsed, you know, from their last event. Maybe she's, she she walks on the ship. She says, "I need to see the captain's log." <laughs> <laughs> wow Ding. i mean she because she does say that like later on like oh yeah yeah after the fact after she fucks him okay here's well, something here's something that I missed. he's the same dude here's yeah. something that i missed where did the real Lorca go the, he, died. Our, he died he died yeah. he got okay. killed okay he died on the brand mirror mirror Lorca killed him okay all right no, I don't even think Mirror Lorca killed him. No, I they switched. He, they switched, and then he died on Mirror on the Mirror version of the Varan. Yeah, I got you. I thought Mirror Lorca came over and then killed him on the Varan. Yeah. No, the the ship the two ships actually switched. Didn't didn't I, didn't I remember well, that correctly? At least the character switched. I don't know. I thought the ships the actually ships switched, possibly. and then the Varan like was kaput. His Varan was still pretty oh, much yeah. kaput, and and he yeah. No, I think yeah, I had right. to watch it again. I, I I thought he came over and he killed him to take his place. To no, get Michael he did Brown. not kill anybody. It, it was just an opportunity. Well, he he killed some people. Uh, well, oh, he I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> he didn't kill his other self. I don't believe. I have to rewatch it. I I 
don't I get I'm too like my brain's not working. It's three AM here. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about Tilly? Let's talk about Tilly real quick. Let's talk about Tilly. How's everybody feel about Tilly? Well, what the hell is that? Stupid ass. Sorry, my phone's being retarded. Stop looking at your I phone. thought you like played a Tilly hey like, drop hey or now. something. Sorry. Uh, anyways, uh no, Tilly I think is a Character that I thought I was going to hate, but really, really, really appreciate. Yep. Dude, yeah. in episode one, when she's like, oh, or not episode one, but episode three. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, a roommate's like a built-in friend. Oh, I knew one girl named Michael before, but she was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how they like, uh, eventually fleshed her out and like gave yeah. her more. Dude, Captain Captain Killy. Captain, Captain Killy is Killy. the best. <laughs> and... Uh. I think uh, you know what I think is weird. Just real quick, well, th- Will. Why? Why? When we on last episode, when we named all of our captains, why wasn't Killy your captain? She, he she forgot about her. <laughs> yeah, she totally should have been. <laughs> Killy was. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they need. I don't know. Do you guys feel like they're reaching back towards the Wesley Crusher, uh, Crusher kind of feel with I mean, her I character, mean, like I'll just. Her. No, I, I mean a little no. bit, I think, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I liked her character, um, but she's definitely. Um, I guess if I think about it and slow down, like she is the expositional device. Yeah, for she a says lot a lot show. of stuff. So, what? how does everybody feel about? <clears throat> let's let's. Uh, yes, it is focused on one character, right? But does it kind of bother you that, let's be real, do you know all the fucking people who are, are at the helm, like, uh, on a, on a regular, like the robot chick? Yep, Arium. No, Arium's not the, the helm is um, Detmer. Well, Detmer's not the robot chick, though. No. Detmer's the well, one that Detmer's has the like little piece of eye. the robot chick. Well, no, it's just a it's a it's a implant they put in after the after the bi- or the binary chart. But yeah. the robot chick's Arium. See, I didn't even know. But she's Det- a science But Detmer is helm. But, but you Arium know. is science. Yes. Yeah, science. Yeah, but yeah. she's still on the helm. No, Detmer's helm. Detmer's helm, and then Owo's on the other other com. When I say helm, I meant just on the. Main. If anything, Owo is tactical. I'm just meant. Yeah, but she she liked it. like if you looked at like the the Enterprise D with like I'm um, just here. no no Jordy yeah. and Data Owo's at one and Detmer's at the other. Sure, yeah, no. not Two the helm. I'm sorry, I think Joe. Using... We're on the same page. I you need to yeah. recognize that I'm just here to bust bust RJ's balls. No, that's cool. what I'm. I'm not saying I don't mean helm, but I meant like on the actual the the science like wall of glass, like in the like... front, like a, a in sitting in front of the captain. I'm not just talking about. I'm just talking about that whole area, the the actual yeah. command yeah, so you center. Have, you have Owo and Detmer, okay. and then you have Arium and Bryce. I can't Bryce believe you know their dude. names because you know what? I don't know their fucking names, and I feel like on the other Star Treks, that's racist. I I know their names. I don't know. I I'm not that that far into it, man. You guys are you guys are eclipsing me here. <laughs> well, no, I just like I don't feel like I've learned their names. Living in the shadow. And hey. Steve, let's be real. Spoiler. Did you both know who fucking Arium is because of season nope. two or because of season one? 
I don't know. Both. It's all a blur. Yeah, it's because of season two, not season one. I understand if you know her now because of season two. No, I knew two. her the first season. Suck a dick, Joe. <laughs> I knew her because I play, I play Star Trek timelines, and when her character got released, it's one of the cards you try to collect. To, okay, well, that doesn't character. count. I'm talking about fucking for the show, you fucking geek. That's all the fuck I know everybody in Star Trek's name, even TOS that I don't watch because of that stupid timelines game. Anyways, that's I I Oh, can we talk? I, I think maybe this was the... Was this the end of season one or was it the beginning of season two? Can we talk about number one? Yeah. Number one, season two. Oh man. So, okay. Um, but for, for TOS people, the yeah. fact that number one remained number one throughout the entirety of discovery, that was like the longest running best Easter egg yeah. I've ever seen in a show. And what's even crazier is she looks like the number one from TOS. And like the, almost a dead ringer. The, so does Anson Mount. The number like one from TOS was Michelle Barrett, who is Gene Roddenberry's wife and also Loxana's the Loxana Troy, Troy and the and voice, the voice of, the of every computer. computer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Didn't they, um, real quick, didn't they get their original person to do a bunch of voiceover work for Discovery? Am I incorrect in thinking that? She's Angel Barrett's old as fuck now. No, she's like she's, I know, she passed away. No, she, she passed away. She passed Did away. She? But I remember um, the guys from um, uh, Star Trek uh, Generations and and Discovery the podcast. They mentioned how she was brought in to do. A shit ton of voiceover work before she passed. So she did voiceover work, but none of, I, as far as I could tell, none of it was actually put into place for Discovery. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's for Discovery. Oh, okay. I think it might have been like Enterprise or something. But uh, she yeah. died in yeah, it could have been Enterprise because she died in uh, two thousand eight. Enterprise yeah. went off the air in 04. Star Trek was just a twinkle in his dad's eye back oh, then. Oh my gosh. For Discovery. But yeah, no, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> I will say that they look pretty dead on. Yeah. What what was interesting is because I looked I looked it up because I was like who who is this? That's Rebecca Romaine. Yep. Who? The mate number one who plays number you one. You haven't seen her Rebecca yet. Romaine. Okay. Oh yeah. So she but the the woman who played Phoenix in X Men who was married to John Stamos she's played a bunch of stuff. But for you fucking nerds, uh, I w- will continue to i will reference um not phoenix sorry um mystique mystique, mystique yeah in the uh X-Men the original series. x-men yes. trilogy anyhow um how do you think with this spore drive thing how do you think They like. Did it bother you having some of this technology there? I'm like, wait, that's not in TOS. Like, it goes back to the retcon. I'm assuming they're gonna. It did until I watched season two. I'm assuming they're gonna explain why the discovery. Because I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck does nobody have a spore drive in TNG, Voyager, DS9? And then I watched season two, and it explains it. Yeah, okay. there, there was. I'm not all like the way that. through season two, so. I mean, you the know, last, the last episode explains it. There are things also. This exists in the JJ verse. It exists in like different levels of Star Trek, that as visual media technology increased for us, you know, all, all of a sudden, you know, 
the enterprise and TOS had could fire like two phaser banks at a time. And then in TNG, they could fire, I don't know, like four phaser banks in, and so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden in the JJ verse, you have like full scale Star Wars style, like yeah. battles. And then that happens again in Discovery. I was going to say, Discovery is very, the action is fucking. It's really good, right? It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. the and ship so, battles are amazing. It's not like a, like, oh, on screen, send a picture, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and to me, that's always like a tough thing in, in terms of like where it's kind of this retconning. Because the technology gives it. Because we can do it on the cheap and make it yeah. look cool. Well, so why, it, why wouldn't we want to make exactly. it look cool? You can do it by computers or whatever. Yeah, I mean, me personally, like, the, from what I've seen thus far in Discovery, like, I'm so excited for the franchise. Like, yeah. just because I feel like everything's finally where it needs to be. And I feel like for the time, I thought Enterprise was fantastic with the CG that they used. I mean, it Oh, was Enterprise is really but, good. Yes. They they know how to put together they they know how to put together a show. It's a bummer. Although you show, can tell yeah. it took place in the nineties because there was a lot was of like early sonic 2000s shower dipshit. Yeah, I think well, it got canceled. late nineties, early two thousands. But you can see it, a before, lot of the right? steam showers in in underwear. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like every other episode had them spend like ten minutes in the showers and just in a pair of underwear talking. They were in the showers a lot in that show. I'm trying to decide yeah. if I should take a shower when I get home tonight. Nice. Probably. Um, Always a good yeah. call. Let's see. I would say, how does how does this stack up against other Star Treks for you guys? Well, in our last episode, we kind of ranked them all, and I would say this is probably like my number two, and uh, almost number one. Am I the only reason for me that this isn't number one is just simply, you know sentimental bullshit with tng nostalgia essentially yeah. yep yep mine is because it hasn't been on long enough yet and ds9 has so many more episodes that are good do you think they have they confirmed with season three yet uh i'm sure they are going to i thought picard that is that answer to season three it's like oh let's do another star trek thing well i mean that would jump like 200 something years in the future i wasn't sure no I, i'm not saying as a sequel as a direct sequel i just meant like oh we're we've we've done our storytelling for discovery let's do a different thing another I'm, spinoff no no they got they got to keep going i'm on the same page as rj like the just the direction that season two goes for discovery i don't know i don't want to say it doesn't leave room for a season three but I think definitely it's it got kinda, good closure. It has closure. It kind of makes no, it, more it, like it definitely three's. leaves it wide open. Yeah. 100% wide open. I think it makes it where season three is just not necessary. necessary. Versus like ENT, for those who haven't seen it, they shoehorned that last, uh, those last oh, episodes. Yeah. They were like, oh shit, we got canceled. You're going to give us some episodes to fucking wrap yeah, it they, up? Okay, they, fuck. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Riker's like, I want to wear a chef's jacket for this episode. I'm glad they did that, though, because that would have been a sad, sad fucking thing if they had just pulled the plug on that and not let him finish it. Yeah. But um, then. Man, I can't wait to talk about season two, honestly. Yeah. Um, we'll fucking hurry up. All right, all right. I'll get on. How do we feel about the cast in general, though? Are there, we went on about Doug Jones. 
Uh, I think they did an excellent job <laughs> casting this. I mean, for me, like, besides, I guess besides Doug Jones and Michelle Yeoh and Jason Isaacs, I don't really know anyone. And J- I will say, like, a, a strength and weakness for me is that Jason Isaacs, I feel like, is basically playing a very similar character to what he played in the OA. I don't know if any of you watched that. Not I. Um, But he plays a very similar kind of like flat, like diabolically flat character. Um, So I didn't have like a strong read on that and it was just a little too reminiscent. Mm. Um, But otherwise, like, I mean, you think about like, I don't know, then I literally do not know who any, well, I guess I know Anthony Rapp. As, yeah. as Stamets and Wilson Cruz as Culver, but otherwise I don't really know any of the other characters. Uh, Fair so enough. And honestly, Anthony Rapp and Wilson Cruz are playing exactly who I expect them to play. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. Um, how do you... I guess my other thing that I found kind of great about this is other than the serialized thing, if you really break it down episode by episode, Discovery's not really doing anything new in the Star Trek universe. Am I am I wrong in thinking that? I mean, well, they got their time new? like they got their time say. loop episode. They got their fucking uh, mirror episode. Yeah. They got their you, you know what I mean? Like they have I got these you. These story arcs that are presented in Star Trek time and time and yeah. time again. I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, TNG definitely had its time loop episode. I feel uh, like that's kind of refreshing, though. The Mirror Universe exists. You Actually, so T- much fucking water on, my, on this desk. TNG did not have a um, Mirror Loop. Ep- Actually, TNG did not have the Mirror Universe at all. No, uh, it had the Mirror Universe. What's that? It had a Mirror Universe. When? Well, Tom Riker came from somewhere, didn't no, he? No, Tom Riker came from a transporter malfunction. Yep, yep. Oh, that's I know right. you mentioned that last episode, and I just let it I ride. thought he was Mirror. No, uh, he happens when, um, I forget I, I forget which episode it is, but there was like a subspace distortion as they were building up, as they were beaming up Will. And so Will beams up. But, that's right. But then another is, version of trapped. Will is trapped on the planet, and nobody knew. That's right. I can't believe there's not a TNG mirror universe. No, the TNG ignored the mirror universe completely. It's not until uh, Deep Space Nine that you. I guess so. Yeah, because Deep Space Nine is when you get Smiley O'Brien and uh. Yep. The the what's a Kira that's like the the crazy whore Kira? Uh, well, she's the Dominatrix Kira. Yeah, and you Dominatrix get, uh, Kira. Avery Brooks, who's DTF. Yeah. Uh, all around the board. <laughs> Which he does is I'm like, whoa, what's going on there, buddy? Like, he really took advantage of that situation. He's like, well, I might not get this chance again. I mean, would you? Uh, I guess. I never really was into Kira. She's not one of my uh, my top ones. Yeah, so. Um, the worst, though, is when Kai Wynn starts getting with Gold Ducat. Dude, I don't <laughs> want Kai Wynn to get with anybody. Oh, she's terrible. <laughs> what are okay i guess if s- season three were to s- 
kick up, and this isn't going to – hopefully try not to spoil anything for Will. What are some races or something that you would like to see more of early on like that? Thanks. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, that was the race. I, I just spoke in, in his native language. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Joe's had like 21 coolers. <laughs> yeah, he's had 20 bitch Apple beers. ciders. They're hard cider. It's bitch beer. <coughs> um, what are some, uh, uh, you know, like... Borg, <laughs> I guess. Borg to Borg? Yeah, but the Borg don't get introduced till TNG. Yeah, well, don't spoil anything, but <laughs> season three. What would you guys say? You haven't finished season two yet, so you don't understand yeah. what's going to happen. Okay. What What would you guys say to this universe being put in film format? Uh, it pretty much is just it broken is up in into multiple format. episodes. Format. It's just broken up into episodes. Do you think it would? Yeah. Do you think it would do well if they released it theatrically? No. I mean, it'd be a long fucking movie. No, I don't think that it would do well at all. Because the I don't problem, think, I think the we're problem like almost with Star Trek Discovery is CBS is just not doing a good job of getting it out there. So much so that they're like, fuck, we need to pull from fucking nostalgia to get more people to watch this shitty fucking service that I will say doesn't work half the time. And I have to interrupt my fucking episodes because I lose connection all the time with the fucking the, there's an error with the video player. You wouldn't lose connection with that thumb drive I sent you. Suck it. <laughs> you valid point. Valid fucking point. <laughs> but, no, I don't think it would do well because I, other than, say what you will about J.J. Abrams and Star Trek, it brought a whole new crowd to Star Trek. But yep. it brought that same crowd that I feel like is superficial yeah. Um, they might be able to hook some of them, but it's still doubtful. Because they're going to be like, oh, well, it's not part of, like, JJ's. It's not Kirk. I don't care. You know? Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't see it doing well. Like, they, and I think that's, again, I think that's why CBS is pivoting to Picard, the series. They're like, oh, we got to pull on nostalgia because we're still not getting all the, like, Trekkies that we want to buy our, you know, $70 a month service or $5, however fucking much it is. I'm yeah. super excited about that show. Not, I don't, I ain't even gonna not lie. with the previews they've shown so far for it, I'm not. They've shown one preview. I know, and it's like the worst episode of Tia, it's TNG. It's not the episode of Where him fucking... and his brother fight in, like, a wine field and it's they end not... up drinking with mud. Okay, I got a bone to pick. No, it's clearly after he's been retired. It has nothing to do with the actual Winefield. Clearly, he's it's a it's a true detective situation where you have fucking Picard sitting in an interrogation, and then he starts talking about old times, and it's clearly going to be flashbacks. All I gotta say is less grapes, more space. Oh, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think I don't think Discovery did a very good job selling it. That's why they're pulling on Picard, and that's why Discovery wouldn't work as a film series. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. All right. Well, anybody got anything else to add to the conversation? 
not so we can get to the season two episode because I feel like anything you say is just gonna. Yeah, gonna we sp- keep going back to season it. two, and I'm trying yeah. not to spoil it for Will's dumbass. Or RJ, who hasn't finished. I haven't yet. finished. It. I'm like halfway through. Yeah, but I can't tell you my answer to why I think season three is going to be what I think season three is going to be until you finish it. I, I mean, think so. I think Disco and Picard are going to coexist because <coughs> Disco is going to be in a completely different, different time frame, in, in a completely different place. And they and if they have the same writers working on it, all they have to do is like is put it together. Yeah, you know? yeah. We'll see. I don't think it's it's necessarily difficult. Um, but it, it is something they have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. The the fact that all of these universes know how to fit together. So real quick, everybody, listeners, just so you know, when Picard does premiere, uh, the three hosts of this show, excluding Steve because he's not a host, um, we're actually going to do an episode by episode uh, review. And it's going to be our first, like, um, follow the series, series, if you will, episodes as, like, little bonus episodes. So if you guys are interested in, with that, you know, I don't care how you get Picard. Um, if you want to pay for the service, cool. It's a good way to show interest in these series. Um, if not, do your thing. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be really a lot of fun. And also, what do you guys think about Discovery? Maybe you guys decided to listen, even though we just said, you know, spoiler alerts. Does this make you want to go back and watch it? Do you want to pick it up? Or if you picked it up in prep for this episode, let us know what you think in the Facebook group, um, on the Just Surprise Me Facebook group. I'd be I'd really interested to see opinions from people who aren't. Trekkies. Like, don't have a Star Trek, any kind of Star Trek background who are just watching yeah, definitely. Discovery. As maybe you've like, seen J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, but that's about yeah, it. Or, or, you know, maybe you just are watching it as as a straight sci-fi show, mm-hmm. and, uh, you, you know, you're treating it, like, the same way, again, like, Altered Carbon or Maniac or Black Mirror or whatever. Like, it's just a yeah, show that, would that be, you're watching. That would be super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So join the conversation. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. It's uh, been a blast. Uh, thank you again, Steve, for being on um, multiple episodes at this point. Hi. Do appreciate it. And uh, thank you again for listening, guys. Uh, I've been RJ. And I'm Joe. I'm Will. Oh, and I'm Steve. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Later. See ya. See ya.